wealth, power, politics, and even perversion. They all seem to go hand in hand, and those items dominate the culture of most of the capital cities you find in the Western democracies. Is there any hope? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got several stories that I want to share with you today that I've been looking at, and there's there's some themes running through a few of these stories that kind of tie them together. And I want to share that on, on the program today. I don't care if you live in the United States, Canada, New Zealand, United Kingdom, Italy, it doesn't matter. We are all facing many of the same problems today. And I find it very concerning. The idea of power and money and politics, they've been around for as long as we've had societies. Those that have wanted to have control over others, those that enjoy the feeling of power over other individuals. We learned something during the pandemic I know here in the United States and in other nations as well, many of the politicians actually craved the newfound power that they had over their citizens. That they could make a rule, they could make a statement, and you had to obey no matter how insane the idea was, even if the idea or the concept had zero scientific backing. Just speculation. Just a theory. Look here in the United States, and this repeated itself all over the world, even even in Italy and, and, and Australia and New Zealand and Canada and many of the, shall we say, more left-leaning states here in the United States. The power that many governors, they couldn't resist telling you to stay home, telling you to wear a face mask, telling you to stay six feet apart, telling you your business is not essential. But the liquor store is. The marijuana store is more essential than your business, and you may lose everything, but we're going to defeat a virus. And we're going to do it wearing paper face cloths. And, you know, the, the, the silliness, the stupidity. And you still have politicians all over the world trying to keep that, that power alive. It really came down, in my opinion, to... The, the corruption that power gives to one's ego. Now, I can remember a number of years ago, probably back in the early part of the 1990s, I can't remember specifically when, but I had to travel to Washington, D.C. for a hearing. Now, this had to do with, the, with a license application for a new radio station. Fairly routine stuff when you have comparative applications. And I had to go up for this hearing, and and there was some depositions involved. And I can remember spending the night at this really spectacular hotel in what is called Crystal City. That's where the attorneys put me up. And I can remember being picked up the next morning after a very high-priced breakfast, I was actually picked up, you ready for this, in a limousine. 
not some little taxi, not some little rent-a-car. No, I was picked up in a limousine and taken to this, this hearing. And it dawned on me as I'm driving back later that afternoon to the hotel how easy it is for somebody to fall in love with the power and all of the glory that is a Washington, D.C. I never thought before that, never gave it any real attention of how that city can corrupt somebody to their very core. How somebody with great intentions can go to a city like Washington, D.C. or Ottawa, Canada or London, England and how suddenly all their integrity is sacrificed because of power, the opportunity to to build wealth, and along with that oftentimes comes sexual indiscretion and other compromises to one's very soul. And that is the world in which we live today. Unfortunately, the majority of most people that work as bureaucrats at the federal level in Washington, D.C., those in politics right now, the majority in Washington and elsewhere around the world, though I think there's a little bit of hope, at least for a season on the horizon, they are addicted to the power and the wealth that is what politics can bring to an individual if they're willing to compromise and sacrifice their values. I'm thinking of what's happened recently in Washington, D.C. We have a president right now that got elected because everybody thought he was just a nice guy. I mean, let's be honest. We had gone through the pandemic during 2020. There were the riots all that summer. And I know they were politically motivated and don't think they were not used against free people to enslave them. I mean, that's the bottom line. Those riots, those burnings, they never were dealt with and they will not be dealt with anytime soon. Never will be. They were expedient for a leftist cause. And Joe Biden now is the president of the United States because, well, between a little bit of cheating, and I still stand by that, there's no doubt in my mind there was some cheating going on. People do not show up at ballot boxes that are put out in neighborhoods at 3 o'clock in the morning with a handful of ballots and keep coming back and dumping in more ballots. That's called ballot harvesting, and it is illegal in the states where those boxes were, but once the corrupt ballots were in the box and you can't sort them out, what are you going to do? But we also had something else occurring. The image that the media was portraying about about Joe Biden, a nice guy, insider. He knows how things get done in Washington. He's a grandpa. He looks like a nice guy. And I mean, let's be honest. He'd be a lot nicer than that mean guy, Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump, he's just he's just mean. 
He says things that he seems always, always angry. He talks about things that make people uncomfortable. And so Joe Biden was marketed, and that's the only way to put it, as something that he never was and never will be. Joe Biden is nothing more than a political opportunist that was in the right place at the right time back in the early 1970s. He only worked for like less than two years, quote, in the private sector at a law firm when he became a young senator from the state of Delaware. And in the half century that he's been in Washington, D.C., he has made a lot of friends. He's learned how to make money and game the system. And he knows how to say the right thing at the right time. Joe Biden looked like the kind of a guy. He'd be a great guy to, you know, sit down and have lunch with or a cup of coffee. Just grandpa, you know, Mr. Grandpa Lunch Bucket understands the working guy because, you know, he was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania, the scrappy kid from Scranton. And what did we actually get? We got America's version of Eric Honecker. Now, if that name is not familiar, let me remind you. Eric Honecker was East Germany's final dictator. Eric Honecker. And let me tell you that there's a lot of similarities today with at least what is coming out of the White House with Eric Honecker. Now, my my question, my, my question is, is that the real Joe Biden making all these decisions, making that speech that he did a couple of weeks ago that looked like he was standing in front of Dante's Inferno, angry at the world, All we know, whether it is actually Joe Biden himself or those that handle him, this White House will not abide by any dissent. Anybody that voted for for Donald Trump is considered an ultra-maga Republican. They're extremists. they're, They're nothing more than fascist. They're evil. And what we've seen from the White House in Washington, D.C., is something that I never would believe would happen in my lifetime. I was raised to believe that we in the United States were a free people that had a constitution and a bill of rights to protect us from our government. And yet we're seeing things coming out of this administration that make some of the things in our history of this country of the last 150 years look like child's play. The unprecedented raid on Donald Trump's estate in Florida in a dispute over classified or as per Donald Trump, declassified documents should have been settled in court at worst, but never at gunpoint. These classified materials, or so-called classified materials, included 
Donald Trump's privileged legal documents, his personal tax papers, his medical records, his passports, and lots of other, well, thousands of non-germane materials, as well as the first lady's garments, and even things in his teenage son's bedroom. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. They're claiming it's documents, but they're raiding the house and they're taking things that have nothing to do with documents that were in question. And the FBI to the media tried to paint a picture that was false and fake. They've tried to pollute the narrative. Our Justice Department in the United States has turned its back on the concept, the very concept of justice and freedom. The FBI has been turned into the American version of the Stasi or the Gestapo or the secret police in China or North Korea. Intimidating anybody that goes against the narratives including the coronavirus narrative. We've seen that as well. The FBI, with no legitimate reason whatsoever, except being ordered by political operatives at the Justice Department, sees the cell phones of nine Donald Trump allies, including a former Justice Department official, Jeffrey Clark, House Freedom Caucus Chairman Scott Perry, a Republican from Pennsylvania, Nevada GOP Chairman Michael McDonald, campaign strategist Michael Roman, election security expert Douglas Frank, and even the My Pillow guy Mike Lindell. By what stretch of the imagination under the Constitution of the United States did the FBI have the right to trample over individuals' rights and threaten them at gunpoint? It's a takedown. I mean, look at this other case. There's another case that we've heard about, and I want to remind you of this. Before you forget, Pennsylvania, pro-family life advocate. You've heard about the raid. This guy is a pro-life advocate, has seven children, and the FBI raided his home in front of his children, his seven children. The guy's name is Mark Houck. He is frequently seen on the sidewalks counseling in front of a Philadelphia abortion business. That's what it really, it's not a clinic, it's it's a business to help people choose a pro-life alternative. Now, because federal law wrongly protects access to abortion businesses, you notice they don't protect other businesses, the federal law. I mean, you can burn down stores in Minneapolis and the federal government doesn't get involved with that. You can even burn police cars. You can burn down courthouses. It doesn't matter to to this reprobate government and this reprobate Justice Department. No. 
Federal law protects abortion. Of course, it makes sense. Moloch worshipers want their sacrament of killing children. Now, you got to understand the story. When did all this occur and what is it all about? In case you didn't know, because there's a lot of people that have heard bits and pieces and don't quite understand it. Why did 30 FBI agents with their rifles and their handguns bust into a guy's home with 15 vehicles? You would think they're taking down the mafia. You'd hope they would take them down like that. Or bank robbers or kidnappers. But no. What was this? What was this all about? Why did the Merrick Garland Justice Department feel the need to have such a show of force against a father of seven? So let me give you the background of the story. You need to hear this if you haven't. This goes back to over a, over a year ago in September of 2021. This guy, Mark Houck, was involved in an incident outside of a Philadelphia abortion business where a pro-abortion clinic escort had repeatedly, now listen to this carefully, repeatedly bullied and intimidated Houck's 12-year-old son who was with him at that time and encouraged women to choose a pro-life alternative. We are talking a reprobate-minded individual with a foul, evil mouth going after a 12-year-old. A 12-year-old. And he's verbally assaulting this 12-year-old. Listen, you do not not verbally assault 12-year-old boys or girls. Period. If you're an adult. If you have an issue, take it up with their parents. But no, this individual, this reprobate, this feeble-minded individual that believes that infanticide is the solution to make your life better, this, this abortion activist kept getting into this 12-year-old's face. And like any decent father, Mark Houck, pushed the guy away, and he fell. He didn't get injured at all. He he fell over. According to media reports at the time, the incident was deemed so minor that charges were never pressed and a court ultimately dismissed a complaint that the abortion activist filed. Now, understand this. Remember, the incident was so minor that charges were never pressed, and a court ultimately dismissed a complaint that this abortion activist had actually filed. Now, once again, Mark Houck, who regularly prays outside of the clinic, maintained he was defending his 12-year-old son, from the escort's verbal harassment. The man fell when Hauk pushed him away. The altercation was captured on a video that the Hauks are right now trying to, to locate. 
when both the city police and the district attorney declined to file any charges against Houck. The escort then filed a private criminal complaint in the Philadelphia Municipal Court. That case was dismissed this past July. You want to know why? The man never showed up. He repeatedly refused to show up for the court date that he was demanding to go against this individual. And after the guy had his case thrown out of that court, Hauk received a target letter from the U.S. Attorney's Office informing him that he was now the focus of a federal probe into the same incident. A federal probe into this horrible incident. You'd think he'd burn down Minneapolis. You'd think he'd burn down St. Louis. And through his attorney, Mark Hauk tried unsuccessfully to contact the U.S. Attorney's Office to discuss the case but the U.S. Attorney's Office, under this, this credence of an individual, Merrick Garland, wouldn't return their phone calls or give the attorneys a response. Instead, they show up with the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Instigators, To take him down. To make him an example. You don't go against our Moloch worship. You can't do that. We, Satanists that now run this country, demand that children die at the hands of abortion clinics. And you can't even talk about it. You can't protest it. You must be silenced. Here we are. 30 FBI agents armed, came to their home at 7.05 in the morning and they entered the home pointing rifles at them and those kids. It's a rural home raided by FBI agents who, like the Stasi or like the Gestapo or like the secret police in, in North Korea, knocked on the door. You know, Mark Houck pleaded with the FBI agents before opening the door, telling them that I'm going to open the door, but my children are in the home. The agents continued to just yell and scream. And when the door opened, they pointed their guns at the family and then ordered the children to go upstairs. The kids were terrified. Why in the name of anything did the FBI feel the necessity of that kind of a takedown of an unarmed family man? They were going to arrest him. And by the way, the wife asked if they had a warrant. You know what the FBI said? We're going to take him whether we have a warrant or not. It's none of your business. They wouldn't even produce a warrant. The FBI under Merrick Garland, the FBI under Christopher Wray, has become nothing more than a bunch of Nazis pounding down doors to force compliance. This is the true character and nature of the left in this country.
They are the they are definitely the reprobates. They are definitely evil. They definitely want you under their thumb. And they definitely don't care about you one iota. Freedom freedom is just gone under the Joe Honaker administration. I call him that now because he's nothing more either a figurehead or his or his evil has taken over what little decency the man may have had at some point in his life. And when you think about it, Joe Biden claims to be a good Catholic, just like Nancy Pelosi, just like Nancy. And of course, Joe Biden even says, you know, Jesus would be good with abortion too. Well, show me a Bible verse that says so. There isn't any. But Joe Biden has given his soul over to the most perverted aspects of his party. The FBI then took him away. The Biden Justice Department is charging Halk with with violating the FACE Act. And House is now facing a maximum sentence of 11 years in a federal prison, three years of supervised release, and fines of up to $350,000 for merely defending his son from a foul-mouthed bully. Houck never blocked access to this clinic, which is the only thing that law was designed to stop. And the incident was nothing more than a father protecting his son. Obviously, the Houck family is panicked about what is going to happen to Mark from here going forward. There's been a give, send, go has been set up to help raise funds to support them and to assist in his legal defense. You know... What the FBI did is despicable. Any agent that does not turn in their gun and their badge and walk away from that is even more despicable than Merrick Garland, who is pretty bad. And to think Obama wanted him to be a a justice on the United States Supreme Court, that freedom-robbing reprobate. Funny, Merrick Garland has supposedly had a great career, but once he gets inside the inner circle of Democrats in the early 2000s, everything about him changes. Justice, right and wrong, are thrown out the window. Everything now is political expediency to these madmen. We live in a very evil time. And so now we have Joe Biden, you know, the Joe Honaker. That's the best way to describe it. He's at war with anybody that didn't support him. When you think about it, if something doesn't give shortly, and I mean really soon, our nation will fail. This experiment in 
a democracy will be over. And we will go the way that Germany went. You know, they try to paint the MAGA Republicans. And, and by the way, the, the new prime minister of Italy as some kind of fascist like Mussolini. Well, I don't see anybody in the Trump sphere acting like a Mussolini, but I certainly see it in Joe Biden. I certainly see it with the Gestapo called the FBI knocking down doors at 7 o'clock in the morning, scaring kids because some father a year before, he's a real threat to society, as you can understand. That show of force shows you how desperate and scared evil has become. The evil, rep- the evil reprobates know their time is coming, and they're trying to scare you enough where you won't fight back. They want to scare people like me and others from speaking out against what is wrong. It's funny. The FBI has made all these raids over 9-11. And now they're going after somebody that told some guy and pushed him out of the way of his young son who's cursing at his son and being a foul-mouthed idiot and threatening his son. That's considered wrong in the Joe Biden world, in the Kamala Harris world, in the Merrick Garland world. It is all evil of the highest order. And I pray, I pray that maybe at this election coming up, maybe at this election coming up, enough Americans will say I've had enough. And conservatives or people that care that have just felt dispirited and haven't voted in a long time will get the courage to go to the polls and to vote. You need to. You need to. The FBI has chased after 35 to 40 Trump supporters that have endured FBI raids, federal subpoenas, or both. They are probing Americans who made any claim that the vice president or the president of the Senate had the authority, by the way they do, to reject or choose not to count the presidential electors if they found something was wrong. And by the way, This is not unprecedented. The Democrats who are claiming that this was the fairest election, you can't challenge it, how dare you even raise questions because Joe Honaker Biden is the duly elected president. They're the same ones that scream bloody murder. Oh, I don't know, back in 1968, 2000, 2004, and 2016. They said the same identical things. But see, nobody knocked down their doors. Nobody took their cell phones. Nobody stopped them at airports and put them in handcuffs for daring to challenge it. You know, Democrats have got a credibility problem, but they have friends in the media. 
and those friends in the media cover for them, so most Americans don't really understand the truth. When people like me claim that the Democrats may have cheated, the FBI gets in the middle of it and says, no, they didn't, and we'll take your cell phone. We'll raid your house. You don't dare say that. We'll even toss you in jail. It is time for Merrick Garland to resign. It is time for Christopher Wray to be fired. It's time for those two to be investigated, potentially face charges, and perhaps even spend some serious time in prison for violating the constitutional rights of citizens. East Germany went kaput back in 1990 bringing something as evil as East Germany back using Joe Biden as the figurehead has got to be the epitome of stupid. I've got a couple of other stories that I wanted to share. I didn't even think I'd go that long on this, but I just felt I had to. Our freedoms are rapidly vanishing. And unless things change, a program like mine may become increasingly harder to find. Don't think that day can't come here. It can. We have sacrificed our freedoms at the altar of expediency for too long. We have abandoned some of the moral roots of this country and tossed them overboard. And we're paying a price. Yet I do believe there is a little bit of hope, and I'll talk about that in the next segment. Right now, we need to take a break. This summer was difficult for the program. We had a hard time getting through financially with the airtime bill. I get it. We have a, a just a horrible economy, though the mainstream media doesn't want to admit it because then they have to admit that Joe Biden's a failure. Well, we've known he's been a failure for decades. He's made millions of dollars for himself. How do you do that on a senator's salary? I guess in the words of Harry Truman, show me a wealthy politician and I'll show you a corrupt politician. I believe the evidence in the Biden case speaks loudly. Notice that Hunter Biden hasn't had an FBI raid, but Donald Trump did and a pro-life activist did. But nobody, nobody that went to Epstein's Island has been arrested. Nobody in that client book has been discussed or talked to. And people that burnt down courthouses, they just haven't had their day in court. You got a serious problem. That's why we do this radio program every day. I pray about the direction and what I should really be doing with this time. But I just had to speak my mind on this. If you believe in what we're doing, we really need your help. It's hard to believe that in uh, next week is going to be October. And we have a couple of airtime bills that will be due next week. Can you help us out? We have a new mailing address. The old one still works. If you are still used it or are using it or did, uh, it'll still catch up to me. But there's a new mailing address that's so much easier. And that is Post Office Box 510. That's Post Office Box 510. P. 
P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee. Chilhowee is spelled C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Kind of like it sounds, Chilhowee. Chilhowee. By the way, Chilhowee means Valley of Many Deer. And I can attest that that is very true. Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That zip code again is 24319. And after this break, we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The Direction of Eternity. Coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, perhaps the most mystical of all the gates of Jerusalem is the gate called Golden, which is also called the Eastern Gate. It's particularly filled with meaning and associations. It's through this gate that Messiah is going to enter the temple from the Mount of Olives. Messiah will come from the east. So God's people look to the east. Why is that significant? Well, for this, you got to go to the Hebrew because the word for east in Hebrew is Kedem. Try it, Kedem. But real strangely, the same word Kedem also means eternity. In fact, in some verses we read eternal or eternity Actually, the word is Kedem. In Deuteronomy 33, 27, the Lord is called the eternal God, but the word for eternal there is Kedem, East, East, the East God. God's people have to be a people of Kedem, people who fix their eyes in the direction of eternity. In all things, we need to look to the direction of eternity. So in everything you do, your actions, your decisions, your words, all you do in this life, look to the direction of Kedem, to eternity. For every fork in the road, ask yourself, which way is the path of eternal value? In every temptation, ask yourself, look to Kedem, to eternity. What will be the end of this? In all you do, look to the Kedem, the direction of the eternal. For from there will come wisdom and light. And from there comes Messiah through the gate called Kedem and from the direction of eternity. Now ask for the mystery of the Kedem and we'll get that out to you. How'd you like to receive special daily meditations, teachings of the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus, give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel and prophecy and free subscription to Sapphires and the mystery of the temple doors all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world in every tribe and tongue. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for the Great Commission to do great things. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at box 1111, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. Nice Jewish boy, 1111, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Look to the eternal, my friend, in Messiah, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace.
Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Tuesday. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I just want to take a moment before I get back to some of these news stories that I have. A little personal moment here. A couple of months ago, I asked many of you to pray for me because I had a health issue that had come up and had become really serious for, for quite a while. And I know many of you prayed and and it went away for quite a long time, but it is back. Um, I have a better feeling about about it, but it's still annoying. And uh, and so we're we're trying to get it dealt with. I've got a very important appointment on the first of November, and I hope we can keep everything. You know, it, it, it's not easy, but just so you know, trying to understand what this problem could be. I'd mentioned before. I'll just say it again. There's there's at times a lot of blood in my urine they had done other investigative stuff and they didn't notice anything that looked like cancer but it is a problem and it can be very inconvenient so keep me in prayer it it makes doing this program sometimes a little bit difficult now i want to get back to these important stories in front of us and and yes i really feel i truly feel there's a little bit of hope at least for a season. I've been praying a lot about this nation in which we live and and all the things that we are all who claim the name of Christ called to do. We need to pray for our nation and sometimes, and I will admit, I will admit, sometimes it is not easy to pray for our leaders, yet we are told to pray for our leaders. And I really believe we all need to do that more frequently. I've been thinking about the world in which we live, and as bad as things look, and and trust me, is there going to be some kind of an October surprise from the Democrats? You can bet on it for the election coming up 2022. They're working on it as we speak. If you think that they're going to quietly go to the sidelines for two to six years, it's not going to happen. I don't put cheating past them. They've done it before. And I think when you are that deep in, you have no conscience. I don't think people like, you know, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, I don't think he has a conscience. I think the man is ap- is absolutely evil. And so and so is Nancy Pelosi, phony Catholic, absolutely evil. Maybe if maybe she'll end up being the ambassador to Italy. That ought to be fun, especially with their new prime minister. <laughs> May not be as fun as it used to be. I want you to pray for me as I realize that we have this window of opportunity coming. I just feel this in my prayer life, that that in spite of this ramping up of anger and evil, the veil is going to be pulled back. And many people who have not sold their souls out to the lie are going to have some real truth revealed and have some really hard decisions to make. We saw during the pandemic how fast a church can be shut down, how fast your freedom of speech can be eliminated. 
And they're still trying to do it in the name of COVID. You know, every day another doctor walks away from the official COVID narrative or the official vaccine narrative because they're beginning to see things that they are saying to themselves, this is not right. We were sold a bill of goods, and this is increasingly happening. Yet in places like, you know, Pricksters, Illinois, Whitmer's, Michigan, Wolf's, Pennsylvania, Gavin Newsom's, California, Kathy Hockles, you know, New York. They got to keep the corona power. They love the fear. You know, wearing something that some, if you go back in history, in ancient times, when people were taken into slavery, they were often put a face mask on them. It was a shaming mask. It was to dispirit them. And those that would wear the mask, they knew they knew they wouldn't have much trouble with. Those that refused, those that kept taking it off, those that challenged it, they knew would be the problem slaves. There are still people making a political statement wearing a face mask. I, I think in some cases, maybe people have been so conditioned into fear that they're still wearing them. You know, I'll see a few people. I was, I had to go to a store just yesterday, not far from where we live, down in Bristol. You know, about a half hour drive. And I saw a young guy in his 20s. He was working at this store. He just had parked his car outside, walking into the store, wearing a face mask. You know, a cloth one, by the way. You know, kind of a you know red cloth face mask. Worthless. And I don't know if that is because of fear or if it is a political statement. Because I don't see anybody else in this part of Virginia wearing a face mask. You see a few people. And I think for some it is a political statement. And for others it is a surrender to fear because they don't know what to think anymore. We were told to wear the mask, told to get this, told to do that, told to do the other. And so I'm going to be compliant. Now I want to change directions for a few minutes here. This whole thing about transgenderism is becoming literally insanity before our very eyes. It is something else that leftist governments increasingly are adopting, increasingly embracing, and increasingly forcing upon you and your children and your family. I have tried to be as understanding as humanly possible in what this condition may be and why this extreme explosion in recent years out of nowhere, suddenly boys becoming girls and girls wanting to become boys. Leah Thomas, the swimmer, Remember him? You know, the guy is still a guy. I'm sorry. Just because you took a few hormones doesn't make you a woman. 
and you're competing in women's swimming and winning all the awards. I wonder how that happened. How does somebody convince themselves they're in the wrong body? I'm sure there are a tiny number, but not at the numbers we're being told are out there. This is insanity. We have people in education. The word groomer, you can't even use that anymore. You're probably going to have an FBI agent come to your house for hate speech violations. But let's be brutally honest here. This is being pushed increasingly on younger and younger and younger children. It's not like somebody got to their late teens or 20s and recognized there was a physical or some other issue. There's a a story, and I'm not going to get into all the merits on either side, but it just kind of shows you there are twin boys, one who thinks he's a girl and one who thinks he's a boy. Parents are separated. I'm not going to get into all of that. The mother wants to move from Texas to California to transition the 10-year-old into being a girl. Because, see, when the boy was about four or five, he wanted to wear a dress, so he must be a woman. And the parents have been engaged in a custody battle, and I'm not going to get into any of it. They both have, shall we say, their own issues. But there just seems to be something wrong with thinking that a child at the age of five or four understands all of this. Their minds are developing. And you have all of these reprobate, I call them that for a reason. The the biblical word reprobate is completely fitting. We have teachers that they have their you know, their, their purple hair, uh, they have all their tattoos, they got all their uh, face piercings, gay affirming, gender, you know, dysphoria, uh, you know, pushing agendas because they're evil individuals that have no business being in a classroom and they want to be teachers of kindergartners, first and second graders to push them in that direction. They feel it's their calling. It's a satanic calling. To destroy your children mentally, physically, spiritually for all eternity. One of the early church fathers centuries ago made a fascinating statement that there are more demons that will inhabit the world than there ever will be people. The demonic realm is huge. And increasingly, as they see that day coming, when their free reign is going to be over, they're waging war with you to take as many of us with them to their eternity. And states like California, they want to be the states where they're an abortion sanctuary. They're a transgender sanctuary. Anything evil, strange, and weird is going to become what they are going to be known for as a sanctuary. And they want to get rid of the gasoline engine car. They want to do all of this because they worship the earth. They don't worship God. They worship the earth. 
Bible talks about that explicitly in Romans chapter 1. And what you get is what exactly you're seeing in California. California will tax the good people out. And all that's going to be left, as somebody pointed out, are going to be the Hollywood crowd, Silicon Valley, and a freak show. And all that will be left is the extreme left, and they will not see the damage they're doing to themselves or states or anybody else, and they'll keep on keeping on. Even Adolf Hitler, yeah, I, I compare the left more to Hitler and Mussolini, not the right. The deal with the devil that Mussolini made and Hitler made with many corporations, making them favored status. I mean, let's face it, Fiat, company we now know as Volkswagen as well, you know, Porsche, all of them made deals. Bayer Corporation, pharmaceutical. They were in bed with the Nazi movement in Germany and many companies in Italy with Mussolini. These were nationalist socialists, not freedom lovers. And so that's why I feel there's a little bit of hope right now. I think that there is people waking up. This past Sunday, as many of you know, a conservative alliance with a populist flair trounced the technocrats, kind of like the Gavin Newsoms or the Joe Bidens or the Kathy Hockles or whatever. Their previous prime minister, and I want you to understand something about the left. The left is in bed with the bankers. They really are. It's not the Republicans. They want you to believe that, but the facts don't back it up. Goldman Sachs banker Mario Draghi had implemented the most restrictive inhuman COVID shutdowns, destroyed the economy. They had economic you know, sanctions against Russia that, that have just eaten up their lunch. And this bland banker is on his way out. And you have somebody else coming in. And this firebrand, that's the best way to describe it. Georgia Maloney. They call her right wing. They call her an extremist on MSNBC, which means she must have some common sense. She comes from the Sons of Italy party. And she will be a first for Italy, first female prime minister. But don't expect the left to celebrate it. You cannot mention her name on MSNBC or CNN or ABC or anywhere else, New York Slimes or the Washington Compost, without a reference to Mussolini. The intellectually and journalistically bankrupt mainstream media will lie and continue to lie as they have over many issues of past years. By the way, before I forget, you may have not noticed this, and I know the mainstream media probably hasn't said diddly about this, and I can confirm a lot of this is true. The, the CDC has changed some of their guidelines last week. 
Quick example. As I mentioned before, I have uh, a special doctor's appointment actually being done at a surgery center on the 1st of November. And I was dreading having to get the COVID test before doing it. I just got word that that test is no longer required. And some of the, shall we say, requirements about face mask wearing are also going by the wayside. That never worked anyway. It was all theater. It was all theater. I believe that we're coming into a time where the truth is about to be revealed. This election coming up in November here in the United States is vital. I know there'll be efforts to do anything to hold on to power, lying and cheating, whatever. It will happen. Trust me on that. But I really believe we're going to get, listen carefully, I believe God is about to expose some real truth to people that have been on the fence. Now, I know there are those that are mindless, that that have sold their souls. They'll never see the truth. They'll be blinded. The Bible even teaches they will be given delusion to believe the lie. That's where they want to be. That's where they're going to stay. But for many of us, many of you, many of your friends that have been on the fence are going to see some real truth before their own eyes. I have a friend of mine that is mentoring a young guy that is in the ministry. They're planning a church in Georgia. I'm looking at doing one here in Virginia, and I know another one that's considering doing one up in Michigan. And then there's some other conversations going on. I believe we're going to have this little window of opportunity. We saw how fast COVID could shut everything down before. So don't think it can't be shut down again. It can. But while we have that time, we need to do what we can. That's our calling, to share the good news. Remember, your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider helping us financially to stay on shortwave radio? Our mailing address, our new mailing address, real easy. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And our new mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. And we will be back tomorrow with another edition of Truth to Ponder. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.